0: Chapter 5 Now Him The Express I opened my eyes. I felt a terrible throbbing in my head and tried to touch it, as if to make it better. But my arm wouldn't move. I tried again. It still didn't move. I turned to look at my arm and it was dark all around except for the flickering spotlights above. Why was it so dark, I thought? Where was I? Again trying to get my head together. I could hear people moaning around me but I couldn't feel my arm. I couldn't see properly, my head was still throbbing and my ears were ringing from a loud bang and I couldn't feel my legs. The loud bang. I remembered. I'd been travelling on the Gatwick Express a few minutes ago. We stopped and there was an announcement of of a delay and then I'd heard a loud noise. People were screaming, the lights went out. Oh god almighty, was it a bomb? It must have been, otherwise how would this catastrophe have taken place? Why? I searched my mind, perhaps I'd remember some sort of a report of an imminent terrorist attack, a warning or something, anything. But I had no recollection. There just wasn't any logical explanation, well, one that I could fathom anyway. I couldn't shake this aggravating headache either. The lights suddenly switched back to life, but nothing else. No one moved, and from what I could see, the the seats had come off the metal flooring. Windows were shattered, and there was glass everywhere. My legs had been caught between two seats. I wiggled myself to get them free and only managed one, but I heard voices coming from outside the train, at first I wondered if it was whomever had caused this pandemonium, maybe they were here to finish it off, I tried the other leg, I needed to get up, then I heard a voice call out from outside asking if anyone was hurt, it was help, I exhaled, one woman shouted, I think my son is hurt, I can't reach him, Bobby? Are you okay, darling? Mummy's coming. Then a man shouted. I can't move my arm and there's blood, lots of it. Panic had set in. I think I've been cut, he continued in a wimpish voice. I kept quiet. I was more focused on freeing my arm and leg. I wiggled one more time and although I felt extreme pain, I moved it from under the chair and through a small gap. My arm freed too. This was looking more and more like a scene out of a drama, better yet 24, and I was Jack Bauer desperately trying to save the day, only I didn't have Chloe in my earpiece virtually navigating for me. The brief, maybe heroic thought impelled me to get up and search for the little boy. I went straight to his mother and asked, where's your son? Before she answered, I was on the move again, this time further down the carriage where the little boy was stuck under one of the seats. I knelt down and spoke to him in a calm, gentle voice. How I managed that, I don't know. He looked about eight and very scared. There were some large suitcases on top of the seat and as I proceeded to lift them off, another passenger, a man who seemed untouched by the chaos, made his way towards us asking if I needed help. We cleared the bags and got the boy out from under the seat. Everyone else seemed preoccupied with their own injuries. Some were crying, some shocked and bewildered, understandably. Then there were the two teenagers who were shouting for the doors to be open. One of them went to the window and he surveyed it as though he would jump out on the count of three. I asked the little boy if he was okay. He nodded yes, and in return, I told him how brave he'd been. His mother held on tightly to him, all the while kissing his face and inspecting him. Then she turned to me and said, Thank you. God bless you. She looked very sincere as she said it, and I in return nodded. After all, I would do the same for anyone else. I smiled and made my way nearer the voices outside the carriage. Truth was, When I'd mentioned children to Ekuba, I'd said it half-heartedly. I wasn't really sure that I was ready, and judging by her reaction, she wasn't either. I didn't know what it would mean to become a father, especially me. I'd always convinced myself that I wasn't father material, that I would never be good enough, so I didn't want children, but the fact was I was scared of becoming Caleb Senior, my dad. I knew that Ekuba would eventually succumb to motherhood, but for now she was happy with her life. No children, no toys, no clutter, more sleep and definitely more girl time with her friends whenever she wanted. So naturally it had taken me by surprise when I'd finally told her we should try. I couldn't get the little boy's face out of my still aching head. The way he'd looked at me sure that i had all the answers and that everything was really going to be okay the question though was would it would we manage to get out of here and soon because i had to get to Malaga. i had to tell my wife i loved her would my headache finally stop would we ever get to have children somewhere in between asking myself these questions and letting my imagination run wild The voices got louder and the drilling faded as the doors began to unfold open. I only hoped that they wouldn't stop me from dashing out past them. After all, I was Jack Bauer and I was running out of time for my mission.